G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A focus today on how dads help their little girls to become strong, competent women and how they help their little boys to become strong, competent men. What may be concerning is that there is some evidence that suggests conservatively 80 to 90 percent of men and women feel they have been wounded by their fathers, most of them unknowingly. And there may even be some telltale signs that show whether girls or boys have had a good relationship with their father or not. We might even be surprised to hear that a majority of dads don't believe that an active involvement in their daughter's life is vital. When we have the opportunity as a parent, one of our goals will always be to help our girls and boys grow up to take charge of their lives, being strong enough to make their way without us propping them up forever and ultimately relying on God for their value as a person. Well, our special guest today talking through some of these issues is Darren Lewis, the founder of Fathering Adventures. He's based in Townsville in North Queensland. He is himself a former Queensland Father of the Year, dating back to 2011. He's married to Melissa since 1991. They have four sons and a growing family. And a special welcome back to 2020. Darren Lewis, welcome. Thank you, Neil. It's great to be back. Uh, Darren, I mentioned you've got a growing family. Uh, One of your sons is married, and do you have a grandchild, or is there one on the way? What's the latest for you? We do. We we have uh, about an 18-month-old granddaughter now. Um, Yeah, it's it's, what a a beautiful, beautiful stage of life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations on that, and, uh, you know, it's wonderful to uh, talk about growing families and... Uh, you know, when we talk about fathering, this is something that you've had such an intense interest in now for a long time and operating this uh, beautiful adventures ministry that you have. Uh, you've been, in fact, I think probably the first time we spoke must be about a decade ago. I, I don't know. I'm just uh, speculating there, but we've been talking for a long time. So just uh, great to be able to see your family growing the way that it has. But fatherhood, it hasn't diminished in its importance. In fact, it probably is more important even talking about these issues of fatherhood today even than they were 10 years ago well it's 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 look it's fatherhood has always been essential um you know it there's there's is it any wonder that um that solomon you know arguably the wisest man who'd ever lived you know back in the day uh, three thousand years ago you know said that the glory of children are their fathers and and that that were glory meaning weightiness and majesty so it's it has it has been very um it all it's always been extremely important i can't over um speak that however as you say neil in the last 10 years you know we're 
you know, we, we, I hear a lot of parents complaining about technology, but the reality is, is if they actually look in the mirror, they're on a lot of technology as well. I mean, we're, we're seemingly, um, I remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, you know, the, the whole advance of technology was, of course, going to give us more time <laughs> for the important <laughs> things. And, of course, we are now busier and more tired and more distracted um, than ever before. And so absolutely, as a result... I mean, how do you how do you handle how do you how do you create um, and contribute towards really excellent relationships when there's all of those things that we're facing? Fathering adventures, Darren. Uh, as I reflect back to perhaps the first time we were talking, you were running these fathering adventures weekends. Uh, you know, focus on Magnetic Island and around your hometown of Townsville in North Queensland. And, and over the years, uh, you've begun to really encroach on a whole lot of new space. And uh, people have had access to doing some of these fathering adventures in all sorts of other places. Take us on a little journey in some of the places that you've expanded into with uh, some of these wonderful adventures you do. Yeah, look, it's been so humbling. I mean, when when we first started 11 years ago, um, very very much just focused on more of a local sort of level, and and people started coming from the United States and Canada and Europe, and so they were travelling into Australia, um, and we've actually had uh, international guests um, come back with their younger children, and and so it's been very humbling. We've we've you know in 2011 we extended into. Um, Southeast Queensland and in Victoria, and then we went to sort of New South Wales and the ACT, and um, we 2015 we went to um, uh, to Nepal with World Vision, I partnered with those guys, and uh, just last year, in fact, I don't even know whether you'd be aware of this, Neil, we actually went to China. We were invited to China and facilitated um, adventures there for Chinese families, which was just again incredible. It's just I never would have dreamed in my, my wildest imagination okay, that, that we well, would be where we are. That today. expansion is much bigger than I had even uh, anticipated. And so uh, congratulations on the way that doors have been opening there. Mm. And it's not a surprise to me at all, knowing the conversations we've had in the past about fatherhood, about fathering, that these mm. things have been so important and you have such a wonderful gift in being able to talk about these things. Let's get into into this conversation today, Darren, and let me ask you a really tough question, and I know that a lot of people will have their own thoughts here, but is there in fact a crisis uh, that we could identify around fatherhood skills at this present time? Look, again, I, I think that there's always been a crisis. I mean, really, since the advent of the, of the Industrial Revolution, you know, I mean, um, just as an example, you know, it's 300 plus years ago, you know, that right the way around the world, um, there were always forms of rites of passage that existed, you know, where, where fathers and, and the community of men were actively involved in, in, you know, bringing their sons into manhood and playing their role in, in, in also uh, bestowing the feminine identity upon their daughters as well. And, and, um, <clears throat> So you know, the, the, again, there's there's always there's always been this major issue when it's come to fathers, and so it's nothing new. It's just uh, obviously, as time goes on, and with uh, again those those new challenges that we face as fathers, as parents, full stop, um, it, it becomes more and more difficult. And so, absolutely, I mean, most of you know, I'm reminded of David Blankenhorn, um, you know, who, who wrote a book called Fatherless America back in 1995, I think. 
And he just he said this. He says it's the most harmless, uh, sorry, most harmful demographic trend of this generation. He says he goes on to say it's the leading cause of declining well-being in our society. It's also the engine driving our most urgent social problems from crime to adolescent pregnancy to child abuse to domestic violence against women. And you know we see that today, right? You know we we we're hearing. You know, all of these advocates, Rosie Batty and, and uh, White Ribbon, you know, sort of speaking about domestic violence against women. And yet, what if David Blankenhorn is right here as, as this sociologist uh, from Harvard, Harvard University? What if he's right that, that, that this, this issue of not having involved um, strategic, intentional, deliberate fathers being actively involved in the lives of their children is actually leading to all of these other things that we're at best putting band-aids on today what if he's right and there's a challenge there because uh, if he is right uh, we have a choice don't we uh, as to whether we actually go along with this whole idea of uh, not just having a son or a daughter but just having an offspring that might be influenced and blown around by every influence uh, almost accidental or uh, going along with whatever random thing comes along next that's going to shape their development. Of course, that's going to lead to all sorts of challenges there. But as Christian believers, uh, this is where I think uh, our conversation will uh, clearly uh, be different to other parenting type conversations today, because as Christian believers, we have a biblical foundation. We have a role model for fatherhood, and we've got a choice uh, as to how we might implement that around our own families. And the way that we would see uh, the consequences or the uh, really good things that will come from that uh, are going to be very different. Uh, what are your thoughts about this sort of biblical foundation we can look at as fathers and families? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, that said, uh, we have, um, you know, we're also human beings. You know, as, as we're, we're, you know, even those who, who believe, who have a, a deep faith, deep abiding faith in Jesus Christ. Um, we're, we're all human beings. We're all fallible. We've all fallen short, right, of the glory of God, after all. And so, um, you know, we're not immune to the problems, to the challenges that we're facing today. And, and so, um, you know, that's just, you know, this busyness, this distraction, uh, this, this exhaustion from overworking and, and so many other things, you know, so many squeaky wheels. Um, it, it really... It's incredibly difficult, but you're right. I mean, I spoke about um, Solomon early in Proverbs 17:6. You know about the glory of children. You know that that yeah. weightiness. I mean, and that's one one of the reasons why in your intro you spoke about um, about why it is that men and women, children, full stop, have been wounded from their dads. It's because we carry such a glory. We carry such a weight, and when fathers, um, even when those are, are, are physically present, um, you know, they can be absent in every other way, which causes a real vacuum, a real weightlessness. Um, you know, we're urged to write the very last verse, and I love this verse, the very last verse of the Old Testament, you know, th uh, 430 years before um, Jesus came, uh, you know, the last thing that God said to his people through his prophet Malachi was that he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest there be a, a, a curse strike the land. Now, this, this is absolute. There, there is a curse that exists today. There is this, 
there is this disconnect um, between fathers and their children. And and I love again the the everything is is very purposeful in the scripture, and just the way he says that he will turn the hearts of the fathers. He says that first, and so it really is up to us, Neil, as fathers, to turn our hearts to our children. And the beautiful thing is, is what I've seen now over the last eleven years. Um, and including in my family, is when the heart of the father turns to his child, the heart of the child then in turn turns back to his, his father and it's a, or her father. It's a, a beautiful thing to behold. I never get tired of it. I, I, I seriously suspect that I will never get tired of, of seeing that take place because it's quite miraculous. Um, it's just that... It's just that making that line in the sand, right? You know, draw, drawing a line in the sand, you know, as for me and my household, you know, we will serve the Lord. We're, we're gonna, I'm not going to conform to the patterns of this world, right? I'm going to be transformed. And so I'm going to make a choice. It's, you're right. We have a free will choice. We must choose what's most important. We have to go back to our, our priorities in life, you know, um, Number one being our relationship with God. Um, secondly, our relationship with our spouse, our, our husband, our wife. Um, thirdly, relationships with our children. Um, and, and then our work, and then our ministry, and then everything else after that. You know, we, we must kind of go, well, you know what? Everything else can wait because this is more important right here. So, yeah, when we have, I've just found those list of priorities extremely helpful for me, but that I'm just the kind of ordered type of guy that I, you know, I don't, I don't do it as well naturally. And, I, and again, I think probably not a lot of men do that naturally. Um, I think as men, we're, we're really kind of action figures. You know, we're task-oriented. Um, one of the things I've, I've, I've learned, I guess, over the number of years is that women, again, generally speaking, are very um, relationally focused more so than men. And so it's, it's any wonder we actually get a lot of um, emails and phone calls um, expressions of interest from wives and mums because they're seeing things that the dads don't, again, whether they're Christian or not. <laughs> Love to get into some practical things too about what we can do to improve our fatherhood skills, and we'll get to some of those. But there's something else that really is quite foundational I'm thinking of as you're sharing those thoughts and that is this idea that we've got a parallel sort of story going on here because while we're thinking about how we might uh, implement some practical things that might in- improve our fatherhood skills, there's this other parallel that's going on that says we had our own fathers. And I wonder whether uh, we fit into that category. And uh, as I said in the introduction, some evidence that suggests that 80 or 90% of men and women feel they've been wounded by their own fathers. So we've, we're carrying our own experience of how our fathers raised us, and then also thinking about how we might break with bad traditions or reinforce the good traditions so that we can then be good fathers this other side. This parallel idea, it makes things complicated, Darren. It makes it, makes it very tricky. Uh, you know, the reality is is, is we're all uh, functions of our past, you know, where we're um, we, we, we've we've learnt so much from our own upbringings, and, and a lot of times we've just got a blind spot to it. We can't see it. Um, and uh, but when, you know, you just start asking questions. You know, like one of the things that every father you know gets to do um, at, at one of our adventures is um, gets to publicly affirm his son or daughter. And I teach the I don't just drop the dads in it. I teach them how to do it first, right? It's all about experiential sort of, you know, teaching, learning, um, transformation. And, and so 
we, we provide the teaching and then the coaching, and then we basically uh, go on to, to do it. And, and, and one of the things I ask, you know, there's three things that every son needs to hear. There's three things that every daughter needs to hear. The first couple uh, are really, um, uh, you know, I love you, and these are the things I love about you. I'm proud of you, and these are the things that make me so proud to be your dad. And then thirdly, for the sons, it's, it's all about, these are the things that I, you're good at, you know. You're, you're good at this, this, and this. Um, you know, you have what it takes, you know, to come through in situations. Um, for a daughter, she just wants to be seen, you know. She, do you see me is her question, and, or one of her questions. And, and so speaking very directly into that, you know, I see you, sweetheart, and here's what I see in you. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the dads to put up their hands, guys, um, in the first... Uh, 18 years of your life, you know, how many of you had dads who said all three of those things to you? And very rarely will you have a hand go up in the room. And and so if your listeners did receive all three of those things, hear, hear their dads speak out all three of those things, they need to get on the phone or they need to be really thankful that, that they had dads who, who were able to do that for them. Um, but the, again, for the most part, they didn't um, hear those things. And there was always this you know, this void that was meant to be spoken into. You see, a father, he, he, he um, there's this saying that, that, that says, dad is destiny. And, and, um, and, and the reality is, is that how, how can somebody have a destiny when they don't have an identity? And it's the father, it's the dad who, who actually bestows a masculine identity upon his sons and a feminine identity upon his daughters. So identity is crucial and, and very rarely, you know, one of the reasons why so many of us, men and women, um, aren't walking up, living out our God-given destiny is because we actually never had an identity, a good, strong, healthy identity bestowed upon us by our dads. Again, I don't, I just, I do want to make it clear we're not about blaming our dads. We're about wanting to do the very best that we can, but we need to be healed first. Ultimately, it's done best when we're healed first so that then we can farther out of that healed, more whole place than out of that wounded place and, and risk potential contamination, go, us going on and actually wounding our own children. Well, beautiful thoughts and lots more to come and very conscious uh, that listeners uh, in different contexts all over Australia will come from different perspectives when it comes to their own father experience. Uh, some who've been raised in single-parent families where dad was completely absent, even abandoning a family. Uh, there are all sorts of different family makeups and uh, just conscious of that today, but wanting to invite listeners uh, to engage in our conversation. So life culture and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision and 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation today our special guest this hour is darren lewis he's the founder of fathering adventures and based in townsville in north queensland 1-800-316-316 leave a note on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash vision radio darren let's take a call or two as we get things uh, to the next point let's hear from sue who is in air in North Queensland. Hello, Sue. Welcome along. Hello. How are you? Good, thanks, Sue. What are your thoughts for our conversation today? Well, I've only just turned it on, but the essence of the fatherless children is becoming quite obvious um, that the lack of fathering is causing a lot of damage. 
But I want to look back at when I'm 60 years old. So when I grew up, our fathers had come from the war. And they were kind of there, but they were absent. Mm. Because they were traumatised, too, from the war, I believe. So this, our generation grew up with our fathers, but kind of fatherless anyway. And it goes on and it goes on. And this generation got a grandchild in Townsville that's never ever known his father. His father doesn't want to know him. Um, and it's caused all sorts of problems. So getting to know our Heavenly Father first, at the earliest possible age, is mm. just so important. So you're making some wonderful points there that different generations are sometimes marked by certain events that happen, like wars, as you're reflecting. And, and of course, uh, reflecting in there, the Heavenly Father, uh, who doesn't change. But let's get a thought or two. Darren, your, your thoughts for Sue? Yes, Sue, uh, welcome. Um, you're just down the road from us. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, um, Sue, you, you're spot on. You know, I, I, I'm always mindful of saying too much on the radio, but the reality is I mentioned the, the Industrial Revolution, it took fathers away from their families, right? You know, there was the, they were working out in the fields, they were in the butcher shops, they were they they would pass their trades on. They would pass, you know, quite often their names, their surnames were were what they did. You know, they had an identity, they knew who they were. Um, but you're right. Then then came world wars and other and other wars um, that followed. And of course, dad, for many, didn't come home at all. Uh, and for those who did come home, they'd seen things that that they should never have. You know, had to endure, and they didn't know how to deal with that, and so they came home, and they themselves were were um, traumatized, and, and and so they they certainly wouldn't open up emotionally. So they might have been mm-hmm. physically present, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you know, many of those men were absent for their children, and 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 you're right, that's caused um, a massive a massive um, chasm. Uh, and a massive, um, again, vacuum absence, you know, of having that that male um, influence, that good, strong male influence that's 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 present, you know, that's active in our lives, uh, that's that's an integral part of our lives, which is, of course, what God always intended. Um, and, and and you're right, you know, that one of the beautiful things is is that's exactly, you know, why Jesus came was to to be that bridge between us and the Heavenly Father and, and you know, he he um uh he he made that introduction, you know, and, and of course, you know, the the Bible in Corinthians sort of speaks about, you know, I, I will be a father to you, right? You know, his invitation to us is, I wanna father you. Would you come and allow me to finish off those incomplete places within you? Um, so you're, you're spot on, you know, your, your thoughts, your, you know, your reflections. I mean, you've had a lot of time to think about this and, and clearly, you know, turn on the news at night, right? And you see, or, or the radio, or, you know, you're, you're listening, you're hearing all of these stories that, that tap into this, um, these issues where fathers are just absent for whatever reason. And it's, it's, it really is a, you know, I, I hate talking about this it's important to talk about it, but the reality is, is it's quite depressing in a sense because um, we are in a, you know, sociologists um, have have tracked, you know, societies, the rises and the falls, um, you know, of, of 
past empires, you know, the Greeks, the Romans, and so on, and, and you know, that don't exist today, ultimately. And, and of course, the, all of the telltale signs that, that they've spotted in those declines, we're experiencing in our society today. So we are a society that actually is failing. And uh, so, but, you know, part of the reason why, really, the, the, the primary reason why fathering adventures exist today is to um, experientially equip and empower uh, men to take their roles as fathers so that because I believe that that's the only way we can really turn this around we need if fatherlessness has been the issue then father presence and father involvement and, and father um, intentionality is the solution and um, and of course you know God the Father is is there for us to to bring healing Jesus wants to heal us in those unfathered places those broken places within us you know heal our broken hearts Set us free from that. Set us loose into our futures. Um, so you know it's, but but you know we can't just leave it all up to God. Okay. We 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 have a part to play in uh, in turning things around, and that's exactly why I do what I do. And um, so yeah, let's let's join together and and let's ensure that we're able to um, you know remind people instead of talking about the weather or the football. Or those things are important too. But, but I mean to actually change our conversation. I guess like what we're doing today and actually speak about these really important things like, and, and just even encouraging, when you see a dad, you know, walking down the street, you know, chat, holding his son's or daughter's hand, you know, chatting with him, having conversations with him, just even to say, look, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to say, well done, and, and, and sweetheart, or, or, or tiger, you know, you've got a great dad who, who's, who's really, you know, plugging in there, so great job, I won't take up any more of your time. Okay. Just, just encouragement is so important. Thank you, Sue, from AIR. We're just a short while out from the news. Uh, take a quick call. Jason in Victoria. Hi, Jason. Good day, how are you? Good, Jason. What are your thoughts? I'd like to say that we need our fathers to be saved and come to know Jesus. He's the answer to every question. And I, rec- I say to your guest, part of the fathering um, adventures, great job, mate, and may God bless you in all that you do. Well done, Jason. Great to hear from you. And uh, Darren, let's get into a few practical things here because while we've been talking about this detachment and the weaknesses of our own fathers, uh, talking about our own families, bringing into there that Christian biblical foundation of how God actually makes up some of the weaknesses that we've experienced and the weaknesses that we bring to our own role as fatherhood. Uh, what about some of these practical things that we might be doing to improve our uh, opportunity to be a good influence as fathers. Where do you start when you start to say this is where you really should begin? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, I, when I first did my very first counselling course, um, I remember day one. Um, the, the the takeaway that I that I took was um, don't ever underestimate the power of being there. You know, when something goes wrong, when there's when there's um, you know been a, a, a death in a friend's life or something, you know you don't have to have the answers. You don't have to, just being there, your presence. And 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 so I carry that into fatherhood. Again, if father absence is creating all of these problems, then the father's presence, his active involvement um, in the life of his child is going to be. It's going to provide that weightiness again um, that I spoke about earlier um, that, that a child needs. So. 
his presence, just well, being there. Don't underestimate the value of just being there, being present. Well, and, you're, and what you're present. indicating here, Darren, uh, there's, this is not actually rocket science. And no. if you're saying how hard is it to actually be a good father, what you've started with is something that I think, uh, you know, well, even while it is going to be hard for some fathers who might be listening to our conversation right now, but... Just being there really doesn't require a lot of skill. It does require a little bit of commitment, but the skill isn't so much there, but the commitment to actually just being there and being an identity in the life of your child. Uh, So not rocket science, not hard, just be there. Absolutely. Not rocket science, not hard, and very little skill. I mean, the reality (laughs) is is how do we get our skills? We get our skills through experience. So so you start there being present being present and engaged if you can be present and engaged it can it can change everything um i think number two really and again this is probably the this is in no order um just this is this is massive this is huge um love you know just for that we have to it's our role as a dad and a mum for that matter as a mother um to ensure that the message that our children are receiving from us is that they are our beloved son our beloved daughter um, that is that is really really important. Um, I, just just very quickly, uh, Neil, the, the story that I tell um, one of my sons, my second elder son Isaac, uh, one day dropped it on me. Hey, Dad, got to be at work in five minutes. We're about a minute away, and he said, Dad, um, I got to say, it's really hard to be your son. Now I hadn't said anything, done anything. In fact, I dropped everything to take him to work, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute, pulled over, and I just said, son. If you don't, if you don't remember anything about me, if I'm if I drive home and I'm killed, you don't remember anything about about me other than this moment right here. He was really upset, by the way, that I pulled over. I said, I want you to know that your dad loves you fiercely. I, I, I just that that's the one thing that I want you to know most is just how much your dad loves you. And the whole reason why I said that is because, again, how is it that you know beyond me, as as your intro kind of um, you know spoke into beyond me I'm, I'm as a father as a christian father i want to ensure that my kids can go to the heavenly father and that 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 they're not thinking that he's distant or absent or violent or um you know not interested not concerned but actually that he loves them too and that he can all my my children can always turn to uh, to our heavenly dad when i'm no longer here so Darren, love is, is essential sometimes uh, we dads are not people of many words and we like to demonstrate our love by our actions but what i can hear you say is that unless you do articulate these words and I suspect, too, even when our children or our teenagers, where it even gets harder, are doing things that appear to be unloving towards us, that somehow or other you've got to break through that, detach yourself from the uh, circumstances, and it has to be some level of verbal articulation because that's an important connecting point. How important is it to, to speak these words out and not just let your actions speak? Very important. I mean... Again, Jesus himself needed to hear those words, right? This is my son whom I love and with whom I'm well pleased. You know, I love you. I'm proud of you. And then on Mount, that's coming out of the Jordan River. And then on the Mount Transfiguration, you know, he said, the father said the same thing. And then he said an extra thing, listen to him, you know, to speaking to his disciples. You know, in other words, um, I, I love uh, Jesus is my son. I love him. Uh, I'm proud of him. 
and he's got what it takes to, to, to do what needs to be done here. And so you've got to follow him because he's the real deal. Um, so, so absolutely, our speaking, and again, our presence also conveys that. You know, it, it, and, and so I guess that would probably lead me on to the next thing, Neil, is, is time. You know, I think we, we read these, uh, you know, five love languages and we think that, oh, okay, we've got to study our kids. And I think that there's, there is great value in that. But one of those love languages, what they refer to as quality time, right? The reality is, is that children spell love, T-I-M-E. And so if we want to convey that message to our child, we need to be investing our time there also. And there's some really shocking statistics out there about this. Um, what, what they're saying is that, in a, for example, Australian dads, a um, fellow by the name of Professor Bruce Robinson, who heads up the Fathering Project in WA, he says that it's anywhere between two minutes and 15 minutes um, uh, a day uh, that, that, that the average Australian father will spend with each of his children, um, you know, undivided um, attention. And so... Um, now, uh, it, there was a there was an article that came out uh, in the Australian newspaper, I believe, and it was it said that um, per weekday it was like fifty seven seconds per weekday of under undivided, undistracted time with each child. It roughly it equates to about eight to eight and a half minutes a day. And if if let's kid ourselves for a second to think that our influence between birth actually got last through eighteen years, right? So now those first eighteen years. At eight and a half minutes a day, like it's stunning to, to realize that that equates to less than 40 days. Less than, it's about 37 and a half days in, in our child's life, in each of our children's lives, um, for those first 18 years. That's, that's the kind of influence that we have based on that time that we're spending and on that roughly eight to eight and a half minutes a day. We've got to get better at that. And, and we don't need to double it. We don't need to multiply it by 10 if we can add an extra minute a day, you know. And so my challenge to, to fathers out there is to, and mothers too, is to maybe take an inventory of the time that they do spend and maybe do that over a two-week two period, average it out, and, and see how much time they're actually spending uh, per day. And then just, again, increase it by 30 seconds or one minute, being very intentional about that approach. Good stuff. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation today, our talkback line open. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Let's take a call. Patricia is on the line from Alice Springs in the Northern Territory. Hello, Patricia. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'd just like to share something regarding fatherhood. Um, my father came in um, from from work and said, well, it's our war now. And he brought us into town. And because I was five, I could not go to the state school. So I went to the convent school. And there I, I learned that there is God and that he's a good God and that I was a sinner. Now, I was never afraid of God because my father was always good and hardworking but distant. Mm. So my, concept, my, my perception of God was that he was good, though he was distant. And I grew up not realizing, but that was my understanding of God. And when I was about 17, I went to a, an Easter camp <clears throat> and I went forward and, and uh, asked Jesus into my heart, as, as the altar call was. Then I went out and stood in the, in the sand hills and I cried and said, God, you're still up there and I'm still down here. And it was, but that, that, that 
understanding of God and that I needed to be good. I wanted to be good because God was good. And, and that kept me. God knew my heart then, way back then. And when I was married with children, then I came to my commitment, my surrender, which was absolute, that I should know this father that I had had known about but hadn't had a relationship with. And, and I like to tell the young fathers in the fellowship and wherever I can that they are the most important people in the family. They are the protector, the emotional protector as well as the provider. So I just like to share that. Patricia, my- you're sharing some beautiful things there and uh, we get a comment here from Darren because uh, what you're sharing is uh, that when you have a good father, uh, introducing people to the heavenly father is so much easier. And, of course, then when we meet the Heavenly Father and discover that He is good gives us an opportunity the reciprocal way around to be able to frame our own earthly fathers with an image that uh, will be very important. Let's get a a thought or two here from Darren for Patricia, who's sharing just a beautiful uh, history moment there and uh, her appreciation of fatherhood. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Patricia. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's exactly true. How, we, how our relationship is with our earthly dads, we'll, we're now looking through that lens how we see the heavenly dad until, um, until that shifts, ultimately, uh, until we realize that he's not our earthly dad uh, and that our earthly dad does fail us, our heavenly father will never fail us. Um, I think that um, uh, the, the two, uh, yeah, it, 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 is, it amazes me. It shouldn't amaze me. But, you know, Christians, um, we don't have a problem with believing in Jesus. I mean, it's kind of, we have to, we have to speak that out, right? The sinner's prayer, we, we've got to speak that out. So, so we get that. Um, we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We understand that there's gifts of, and fruits of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is, is a part of us. He guides us. He counsels us and all of that. Um, very few Christians, not, certainly not as many as there should be, uh, Christians actually have a relationship with their Heavenly Father that's deep and abiding, like, and just knowing who He is. And of course, He is the one who wants to bestow that beautiful identity upon us. And, and you know, we shouldn't be, um, shouldn't be too concerned about that because the reality is, is that Jesus had that same thing. If you remember uh, Philip, uh, one of his disciples coming to him and sort of said, well, you know, hey, just show us the Father. And he says, Philip, how long have I been with you? Like he says, you see me, you see the Father. And so there's this absolutely, we've, we've got to understand that there is also a relationship with our Heavenly Father that's essential and that he is good. He's a good, good Father who has the very best in store for us and he wants to have that deep and abiding relationship with us. Um, well done, Patricia, for um, for encouraging the, the younger dads as well. That's really important. Patricia from Alice Springs in the Territory, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Let me ask you, Darren, because when we talk about, you know, being there and, uh, you know, the Father's presence being fabulous, uh, expressions of love, uh, let me ask you about this idea that, you know, you want these uh, these things that happen between father son father daughter to actually stay with them throughout their lifetime and it it comes to this idea of somehow rather making memories when you are a father uh, and being a little intentional about that what are your thoughts about making memories as part of what is going to be an abiding presence of fatherhood in your child's life it's 
essential. <laughs> Again, uh, making memories. I mean, I, I we who was it that said, um, you know, the the Stephen Covey, the the author of um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, the second habit there is um, begin with the end in mind. I mean, I think that that all of us dads uh, and mums too. Again. Um, I speak about fathering because that's that's where you know that's where I'm called to speak. But ultimately, you know, parenting there's similarities. There's there's, very, there's things that are very um, very much for fathers, but but then there's also similarities. There's crossover between fathers and mothers. And so, begin with the end in mind. One day there's going to be um, <clears throat> you know there's going to be a great headstone or a plaque or something that's going to you know have have our date of birth, our date of death, a little hyphen in between that represents our life. I mean, how are we going to be remembered when we're when we're laying down in this pine box, you know, service, and and the, and there's people have gathered? Um, what what are their memories going to be? And and I think if we can be intentional about making sure that how we want to be remembered, um, it, that we're actually playing that out now. It's about having that that large vision for for what it means to be a a, a good father. And then taking those necessary steps, so you know, these these individual goals, so to speak, as, as a way of actually achieving that. Um, I do want to say too, one other thing, um, Neil, is is that these things happen one on one. It's really important to have, to have um, family time, right? Time to, I mean, we have family dinner night every single week, and I love it. And it's loud and it's beautiful, and it's just it's, it's fantastic. Um, but it is so very important that that uh, we have intentional one-on-one time with each of our loved ones, with each child, with our spouse. It's really super important because that when we when we make them a priority and it's one-on-one, again, that's another way of communicating that message that you are valuable, you're important, and and you're worth you know my time, my investment, and and I just adore you. So yeah, it needs to be one-on-one as well. A Facebook comment from Leanne who says uh, about children: encourage them, give them small tasks first or parts of a task that they can achieve, slowly increase the tasks and the difficulty level, helping them when they get stuck, and essentially arm them, aim them uh, to be able to achieve said task on their own. There's a certain training uh, 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 regime that uh, Leanne clearly is getting at there. A very quick comment on, uh, on Leanne and her comment on Facebook. Yeah, again, I mean, it's scriptural, right? The parable of the talents. You know, when you when you're faithful with a little, you'd be faithful with much, and then you'll be given much. So, so absolutely, um, that's really important. Um, and it, and it is. There's a there's a beautiful. Um, it depends on how you look at it. Ephesians six four. You know, the apostle Paul says there. He says, fathers do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Um, another translation says, fathers um, do not provoke your children to anger rather bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And so just taking of the Lord out of that for a section, it, one of the things that, that I do teach dads is that when we fail to provide training and instruction for our children, the resultant is anger. And so, you know, if we don't want angry children to grow up to become angry adults, then we need to be ensuring that we're passing on our skills. And if we don't have our skills, have those skills, to learn those skills so that we can pass those skills on. Let's take another call. Linda is on the line from Brisbane. Hi, Linda. Welcome. Hi, Neil. How are you? Very well. Linda, Um, what are your thoughts? Just 
want to have, I mean, I'm thinking about fathers. I don't know too many women that have had great relationships with their earthly father, uh, and I certainly did not. And, um, you know, I think the enemy works very hard to try and destroy our opinion of men and, our, and, and fathers in our lives and destroy that. But it's only through knowing my heavenly father that I really know my true identity. And it's only really since I've really understood who I am in him that I know who I am, that I'm his daughter. And, and forgiveness for our earthly fathers because they're broken like we all are. And I think, um, and I think it's, it's forgiveness is the key. To, and, and to letting go of the past and to really just relying on our Heavenly Father for absolutely everything in our lives. Um, doesn't matter how old we are, I'm 60 and, I, you know, it's just Daddy is always there for me and he'll never, never let me down. So I just, I think it's really important exactly what you're saying. Fathers are very, very important. But if we don't have a good father on this earth, our Heavenly Father will never leave us nor forsake us. And he is our true identity. That's all I want to say. Uh, Linda, thank you so much for calling in. Very short a time. A quick response from Darren. Linda, beautiful. Uh, forgiveness is absolutely the key. It's the key that unlocks us from our own prison. So it's really important that we forgive our dads where they failed us. Be very specific about that too, um, rather than just a general uh, prayer. I always encourage um, dads to actually write a letter. And to uh, and to work down that and and forgive those dads and and yes it actually sets us free to be able to have a relationship with our heavenly Father. Thank you, Linda. A quick a question. I think it's an important one from Christina on Facebook who says, "I'd like to know your thoughts on FIFO fathers, fly in, fly out fathers." Uh, she says, "My husband has been with uh, FIFO for all my kids' lives." So he's gone a lot. I need to know how to be there for my kids when their dad can't be. Uh, need a quick response, but uh, your thoughts for Christina? Yeah, look, I mean, this is this is the nature in the world we live. Um, the reality is is that she can, uh, Christina can never be their father. Um, I think that you know one of the things I say to single dads is that. Okay, so you may only have them every second week, weekend potentially, but you can actually spend more time with them. You can invest in them really richly. You can really focus that time that you do have with them, and you're probably spending more important time than, than, than most other dads who are taking this for granted. So I think, um, you know, her, her, the best thing she can do is actually really encourage her husband when he is home to really plug in. Okay, thank you so much to Christina, and just a couple of minutes remaining for us to talk, and Darren, I know that you've been travelling and wonderful to have he to hear of uh, you know all of the extensions of uh, fathering adventures uh, down the coast from where you are in Townsville into southeast Queensland and uh, into lots of centres around Sydney and around Melbourne and uh, now even overseas contexts as well. Uh, no doubt you're open to people inviting you to come and run a fathering adventures uh, program in their community. Um, is this this the sort of thing you're open to if, uh, if listeners may contact with you and you'll come and speak to their event or be a part of Absolutely. running something yep give us Absolutely. a little insight how you do that it's it <laughs> i mean even the 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 just into the kingdom right there's always an invitation you know come follow me you know and and so really it requires an invitation that i then in turn respond to and once but it starts with an invitation so if anybody was would be interested in doing something like that then uh, then we're certainly up for it that's how china came it was just a, uh, an adolescent psychologist in China, and she goes, hang on a minute, I see a theme. 
this father's uh, seemed to be an issue here. She did some research. She reached out to me. She invited me. Guess what? We were there in six weeks' time. So it can happen very, very easily, very quickly. Well, let me give that website for listeners to be in contact with you, fatheringadventures.com.au. And I must say that even if you go to the website, you'll find some tremendous insights uh, on Darren's blog, and as you hear about what happens with Fathering Adventures, you will be inspired. And uh, Darren, as you said, there are people who travelled from all over the world uh, to be a part of your Fathering Adventures in Townsville, and I imagine that if people wanted to get on the plane uh, from wherever they might be, uh, father-son or father-daughter, uh, those are the sorts of things that you're welcoming, aren't you? Absolutely. It happens all of the time. That's the way most people end up coming. I mean, even the people who live in the area that we're facilitating adventures want to jump on a plane and they, they believe that that's all a part of um, the adventure itself. Uh, that would be a part of the adventure. Let's go away for uh, an extended long weekend, uh, jump on the plane, go to Townsville, and a uh, beautiful place to visit. And uh, if you were doing one of these fathering adventures, say on uh, Magnetic Island or wherever you do those around the local communities there, uh, wonderful opportunity. So fatheringadventures.com.au. And Darren Lewis, founder of Fathering Adventures, uh, a former Queensland Father of the Year back to 2011. Darren, always good to get your insights. Let's do this again. Let's not put it off too long. We'll get another segment and we'll talk some more about fathering. There is so much to talk about, but thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Neil, could I say just one last thing? Sure. Okay. So the, the, one of the other things that I, that I uh, need parents to know is that we're not just raising boys or raising girls. We're raising men and we're raising women. And we need to be able to um, help guide them, usher them, transition them between childhood and adulthood. Otherwise, we, we end up with what we've got now, this extended adolescence, whereby you know children are now in their late 20s, early 30s, and they're still children because they've never been invited. They don't have a vision for what it means to be an authentic adult and actually having a moment where they cross that threshold from being children. Like the Apostle Paul said, um, you know, when I was a child, I, I talked like a child, thought like a child, reasoned like a child, but, but when I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. So um, that is really, really super important as well. I'm no so matter glad. how old the child may be. So glad you reminded me of what happens in your fathering adventures where you lead up to a moment where you have a parent inviting their child up into adulthood. It really seals that rite of passage. And uh, so for listeners, uh, invaluable opportunity, fatheringadventures.com.au. Darren, we'll talk again on another day. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.